0: Hey Amarillo, I'm Jason Boyette, and you're listening to Hey Amarillo, the interview podcast featuring some of the most interesting people and stories of Amarillo, Texas. Hey Amarillo is sponsored by the Amarillo Economic Development Corporation. The Amarillo EDC promotes business expansion in the greater Amarillo area to build a stronger economy and increase the wealth of the community. You can learn more about the ways the Amarillo EDC is attracting new business and industry, by visiting AmarilloEDC.com or following at EDC on social media. So, another special episode this week. A few shows back, I introduced an episode called 8 Straight, Volume 1. Now, listeners love my 8 Straight questions at the end of every episode. I hear from people all the time. That's their favorite part. So I decided to create an entire show where I just asked those 8 questions of 3 separate guests. Uh, that was a very popular episode, so I'm doing it again. I'm back with another one of those shows this week. So this is 8 Straight Volume 2. It features Jason Burr of NCW Insurance, Stacey Levon of Studio 3313, and Jennifer Callahan of Amarillo National Bank. Here they are. Jason Burr, welcome to the Hey Amarillo podcast. Thanks thank, for being here.
1: Thank you for having me, Jason.
0: All right. So, uh, this is a, a special eight straight episode. But before we get into those questions, I want to let you identify yourself. Uh, so, tell me who you are and what you do.
1: I'm uh, my name is Jason Burr. I'm uh, born and raised in Amarillo. My parents are still in the house that I was uh, brought home to when I when wow. I was born yeah over in Ridgecrest and uh, I'm an agent at NCW insurance I'm a risk advisor over there primarily do home auto insurance that kind of stuff we're a large commercial agency but mm-hmm. but I'm the guy that does most of the home and auto insurance
0: okay and uh, you also have a blog right I do
1: um, about oh uh, sometime this spring I started a uh, a blog that's called eat I I'd gone over to a restaurant over on uh, Emerald Boulevard and I'll talk to you about that later and and it was a place that it really kind of struck me and and I mentioned it to a few buddies of mine that were that were big go out and eat guys and kind of got off the beaten path and nobody had heard of it and I went, man, I, I some more people need to know about this. And so I I'd never written before. I had never done anything like that before and decided, well, I'll I'll just kind of give this a whirl. And and I've had a blast. I've had a blast going to these places and finding new places and and writing and and actually kind of finding a voice
0: and have people been responding to it do you know that you have readers?
1: I do. I do. I've actually I, it always kind of cracks me up when I go out now, especially if I go to a restaurant or something and people are like is this going to be in the blog? Mm-hmm. Is this is this the next place you're writing about? And and so that was that was very uh it was kind of neat to hear that I've actually had had some some readers and that kind of stuff and people are actually reading it and and I'll get a text here and there because it's very it's very lighthearted. I'm very if anybody knows me, I don't take anything too seriously. You're
0: not one of those scary food critics. <laughs> no. That-
1: no, not at all. And and so everything I write about is very positive, very I only write about things that I like. I'm not gonna write about anybody that, that I had a bad experience or anything like that. And so, but but I'll be texting with somebody or I'll be talking to somebody and they'll and they'll give me back some words that were in one of my reviews. And that really that, that kind of that, that makes me feel good.
0: Yeah. So you you know it at least somebody's reading it. You're not exactly. just writing into a, a void. Somewhere. Exactly.
1: And that's where, you know, I, I think if if I'd have done this, You know, decades ago or years ago, I don't think there would have been that ability to see what kind of instant feedback there is. But because now with analytics and all that kind of stuff, you kind of see who's reading it and how many people are reading it, how many people are looking at it and those kinds of things.
0: Okay. So let's let's get to the eight straight questions. Uh, I'm going to ask you these questions. Your job is to answer me in whatever degree of detail you okay. want to. Uh, I, I don't have any doubts that you'll be able to offer as much detail as as I'm hoping. <laughs> okay. So what is this is a question um, that I ask everybody, but it's particularly applicable for you. Mm-hmm. What's your all-time favorite Amarillo restaurant?
1: my all-time favorite's macaroni joes. I mean there's there's lots of history there with me and my wife. We've uh, we've been married for 20 years and and we've spent a lot of really special intimate moments there and it's very uh that's a very meaningful place to us.
0: Okay. And it is it is unique in Amarillo in that it has an award-winning wine list. Is that it right? It does.
1: And 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 Chris Hazel is the is the psalm over there, and he does a spectacular job of of keeping that that wine list fresh, and and it, Chris is one of those great guys that especially if you've been in there a few times, and he kind of understands what you like and what you're eating and that kind of stuff. He's very good about being able to recommend something something like that he's very good at his job
0: do you have a, a certain dish there that you get all the time or do uh, you out? if I,
1: if i'm going for lunch i get the green chili chicken farfalli, that's and that's been on their menu for 20 years and it's always good um if we're going there for dinner i either get the steak Diane or the uh i can't remember what the, the it's the blue cheese tenderloin okay and me and my wife split one of those two dishes
0: with a, a little mob queso. Uh, yeah,
1: we'll do we'll do mob queso. Or I, I'm a big charcuterie plate guy. Okay, we like ordering that, and everybody can kind of pick at it. And we, Which is
0: fairly rare in Amarillo. It's it is something...
1: it, some of the higher end restaurants. Are, it's pretty common. Um, but but you're not going to get that. You know, at, at at a lot of the at a lot of the joints that I go to. Right, yeah.
0: right. Okay, uh, what's your go to Amarillo coffee shop?
1: Uh, it's Palace. I think Patrick does a great job. I, I generally. The closest one to me is the one over at 34th and, and Coulter. I go there quite a bit, but I love going to the one downtown. Um, I'm probably down there at least once once a week. Um, that's a great place to see people and and get caught up with everybody. And I
0: don't know that I've ever been in that one and not known somebody. That, yeah, even when it's not busy.
1: Exactly. Know? And and if I go over to the one over here on on the the Summit Branch. Um, it's a little bit, it's a younger crowd. Right. I might see some of these kids that I know, but not, not uh, somebody that I know. That one well. tends to
0: be a little bit more of a, a co-working space. You have a lot yep. of people with laptops open.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Okay. This is a question I ask of every guest. What does this area have too much of? Uh,
1: based on, and, and I'm kind of, I, I don't want to be in the food theme the whole time, but I think that there's too many people that stick to chain restaurants. Okay. I don't think there's too many chain restaurants. They're always packed. They're always busy. There's always a line around the corner. You can't go by Texas Roadhouse and it not parking lot and be full. Right. But but I I think that too many people get in that rut of staying those big chain restaurants and not getting a little bit further off the beaten path a little bit.
0: The the chain restaurants make sense given the traffic on I 40 Absolutely. If somebody's driving. They see. Oh, I'm hungry. There's an Outback. Um, let's stop there because it's familiar. Absolutely. But why Amarillo people will go to Texas Roadhouse mm-hmm. when there are so many other better steak places, right. better burger places, whatever you know, within a three minute drive, exactly. even of that. It, well, really and, and
1: I may. Uh, there, there's a couple things there that the I know that chain restaurants definitely have a place. Um, they employ a lot of people. I don't know what our economy would be like if it wasn't for those chain restaurants on I-40, but uh, one of the things that, that I try to get past people ask me, I get lots of questions about where's the best steak. Where's the best. I don't know that there's a better steakhouse than some of those chains in town to me, even like big Texan, I think they make a great steak, but, but it's still not, uh, if somebody asks me who makes the best steak in town, I tell them it's in everybody's backyard. Yeah. Um, everybody around here is a good steak cook. And so, I, and, and that's where, if we're going to have a stake, I'm having a stake at home.
0: What does this area not have enough of?
1: You can't tell it by looking at me, but I love to ride my bike. Um, and I don't think we've got a very good, safe system of biking and walking in town. Um, the neighborhood that I live in, I can't get out of it safely. Um, there's there's no way for me to go ride around town. There's no way for me to get out of my neighborhood without loading up my bike and my pickup and taking it somewhere to go ride, right. and then that kind of defeats the purpose. You know, I can go ride right around my neighborhood and get a little exercise and that kind of stuff, but you really can't. You can't transport yourself around town, right. Walking or biking very, very safely. You can make it happen. It just I, I wouldn't want to do it on a regular. basis. If you basis. wanted
0: to commute from your house to where you work, that I, would I couldn't be pull it off. Harrowing. Yeah,
1: I couldn't pull it off. Okay. Yeah, you, you'd be involved in Sonsi and Coulter and and those kinds of things. And like Sauncy over by my neighborhood doesn't even have a sidewalk.
0: And that's a. A lack of foresight, maybe, on the city government from Absolutely. 20 years back. You sure. know, a lot of places are car cultures just like Amarillo is, but they found a way to build in those bike paths and sure. bike lanes and things. It didn't happen here. Right. Uh, although th- there has been a little bit of movement on some streets. Yes. But then, even if you're riding your bike there, it doesn't guarantee the drivers are going to be watching for
1: you. Exactly. And, and like, you know, if you're riding down Saunsi, it's 60 miles an hour. Right. Amarilloans are not very bike-friendly. They're not very bike-welcoming. Mm-hmm. And, and you get lots of uh, get-out-of-the-road, that kind of stuff. Right. And so you just don't do that. Going back to those older neighborhoods, I think that it was, you know, I can understand we need to retrofit something, but even the new neighborhoods, it's not being built into the new neighborhoods. And that's kind of kind of sad
0: yeah okay what's your favorite building in downtown amarillo
1: i love I, from the architecture from the outside i love the fisk building i love the santa fe building um i think that those are neat and the amarillo building's beautiful inside I, the palace downtown i like that they kept a lot of the uh, of the the downtown stuff i'll be curious to see what happens to crush um since they moved i was curious the to see what the, the old one mm-hmm. because it was neat i mean like all the wood floors in there and that's one thing that i think you know the palace in canyon i think he did a great job of keeping the old look and feel of that building um so i, I love old architecture it always kind of saddened me a little bit that we tear down so much of it downtown but now some of that's like what the what they're doing to the old levine building i think it's, right. i think it's neat
0: those have so much history and were such a big part mm-hmm. of Emerald's past that you hate to just totally gut something, you Correct. know, and, and put new tenants in there, even though that might be qualified as revitalization. Right. You want to keep at least some of those elements, architecturally speaking, and some of that history there. Right. What's your favorite kind of Texas Panhandle weather?
1: I love September and it's it's opening it's opening dove season and football's starting and we're getting a little bit of cool in the air and you can sit outside and not get baked during the day mm-hmm. and i september's one of my favorite times and and it's not windy yeah typically the wind has um, died down yeah and you'll get that you'll get that one morning when you walk out to go to go to work that you get that little just that little crisp in the air mm-hmm. and i love that
0: okay fall in amarillo is one of the best absolutely types of weather that we have. Uh-huh. It's hard to find something negative about that.
1: Oh, yeah, and I've I've always been a, uh, I, I never have been a big summer guy. And then a few years ago, we bought a house that fortunately had a pool, and now I'm a summer okay. guy. <laughs> so, so most of the time in the summer, it's just hanging out in the pool.
0: When was the last time you visited Cadillac Ranch?
1: Probably two or three years ago. Uh, I've got a niece and nephew that live in St. Louis, And whenever they come here, there's there's two things we always have to go do. We got to go to the Cadillac Ranch and we got to go to Big Texas. Okay, and so so we usually go do that. Um, They're getting a little older now, and so that's not quite as neat and fun and kitschy as it used to be. Um, So it's been a few visits since we've done that. But yeah, we've and it always amazes me when I drive by Cadillac Ranch. I don't think I can ever imagine a time that I went by there, there wasn't at least one car sitting no. there. It would be 2 o'clock in the morning, you would be driving by there, and there's a car sitting out and there.
0: And it's not like an Oklahoma car. It's a car from Florida <laughs> exactly. or Connecticut or exactly. something
1: like that. Well, and that was when, when I was uh, in high school, we had a uh, foreign exchange student that came here from Denmark. When he came here, there was only three things he had to go see. He had to go see the Cadillac Ranch, and, and he didn't even know where he was going in Texas. Mm-hmm. But he knew he had to go to the Cadillac Ranch, had to go to the Big Texan, and he had to go to South Fork to go see where Dallas oh, was yeah. filmed. Oh, yeah, okay. And so we actually took him down to Fort Worth and went down to South Fork. And those were the three things he knew That's about That's the Texas. three things that he knew about Texas. Amarillo had two of them. <laughs> exactly.
0: All right. So, all right, I want you to uh, to identify you in a certain camp, a certain team. Are you a Pacissac mm-hmm. guy or a Tootin' Totem guy?
1: I'm definitely a and Totem guy. I've got uh, quite a few customers of mine that are executives for and Totem. All right. And so I'm- So uh, it's def- a business decision. Absolutely. Yeah, but, but I, you know, growing up here- it's always been Toonten Totem. Um, I grew up. A lady used to babysit me over like 34th and Bell area, mm-hmm. and there was a Toonten Totem right there. That's now a, a Vietnamese pho place. Yeah, right. It was. We would just walk Toonten Totem every day. I mean, that was go get a slush puppy and you know, a piece of candy or something like that. So I've always been a, a Toot and Totem guy. I don't have anything against pack a I just, I'm always going to, and I'm the, I've got the fleet card and I've got the car wash thing and I've got all that kind of stuff. And so that's just kind of my, that's the, what do they call it? Like I've got all my Apple products. I'm I'm tied to that one, right. that one product.
0: That's, you know, for our generation, Toot and Totem was the only convenience Yeah, store. that was it. I mean, pack a relatively speaking, is sort of new. It's Correct. only happened the last couple decades, you know, but when we were kids- well, and, and totem was all you had.
1: And Tootin' totem to me is almost kind of like Kleenex and band aids. Right. I mean, when That's we go out of town, whenever store. whenever we go out of town, I'm like, I need to find a Tootin' totem. Yeah. And people are like, what? What's it? Well, I, well, no, what I, I need a convenience store. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> okay, so that concludes our eight straight episodes or our eight straight questions. Uh, Jason, I like to close the episode by asking my guests to endorse something locally.
1: I'll, I'll go back to what I was talking about at the very beginning. the The, the restaurant that I went to. That kind of kind of started this whole thing. There's a place on Emerald Boulevard called Poyo Sinaloa, and it's a little yellow and red building, and it's between uh, Osage and Grand on the south side of the street. So where that where that Army Surplus Quonset Hut is, right? It's it's a little bit east of that and, acro- and south on, on across the street.
0: Type of place you probably could just drive past. Yeah,
1: you never would never know. That. I mean, it's got a little bitty sign. It, it, nobody even knows that it's there. Uh, we went there a buddy of mine said hey i heard that they've got mexican hot dogs and i'd heard about mexican hot dogs i'd never had one didn't know what it was so we ran over there and we went in and and there was it wasn't busy it was mostly hispanic people in there but but they've got this hot dog that is it's it's a hot dog and a piece of bacon with avocado and mayonnaise and ketchup and mustard on it but the the work that they put into that and the way that that it tastes it made me go back and try other things, and I think, I think they've got one of the best burritos in town. I think they've got one of the best tacos in town. Their tacos are a buck, and you can go in, and you can buy four of them and get full, and you can get squirt out of the fridge, and they go got a little, little taco bar. It, it's just and, – and really what I'm endorsing there is just kind of get – go try something new. Mm-hmm. Get, get, get out of your, your normal routine and go try that place. I think you'll be surprised at what kind of food you can get.
0: All right. Jason Burr, thanks for being on the podcast. I it's appreciate it.
1: My pleasure. Thanks, Jason.
0: Stacy Levon, thank you for being on Hey Amarillo. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Sure. So this is a special episode. Uh, we're doing primarily an eight straight themed episode, but I do want to ask who you are, what you do, how you ended up here. So tell me about yourself. Well,
2: um, actually, I'm an only child. I am a railroad mutt, so we moved around a lot, and I found here because my uncle wanted me to come over to West Texas A&M, and graduated there, and I actually stayed, so I've been here about 14 years.
0: Okay, you, you said you moved around a lot, like what were some of the places you lived? Uh,
2: now? Born in Kansas, raised in Minnesota, graduated in Oklahoma.
0: Okay. Um, so that's some pretty diverse climates from Minnesota to this area. Right. Um, tell me why you decided to stay here. Like, like what was the draw to stay in Amarillo? It
2: was the people. It was actually the people. Um, I fell in love with the area and my parents actually started out here with the railroad. So they eventually came back and now they're retired here. So now I have family back here.
0: Okay. So you're, you're pretty planted here at this point. It wasn't just some random decision. (laughs) right? It has some roots at this point. Right. So tell me, what do you do?
2: Um, Well, my partner and I own Studio 3313 on 6th Street, and it's a place for local artisans. So whether it be beard balm to honey, to paintings, to quilting, anything that a local person makes, we pretty much have it.
0: Okay, is is there something that you make yourself, or are you just sort of a, an organizer of all these different things?
2: <laughs> an organizer, yes. Um, I do do art. Um, I had a lady in town; she took a chance on me, and I had my first art show a few years ago, and it really broke me out of my shell. Okay, so this is when the dream started, and it's finally happening. <laughs>
0: what kind of art is it? Can you classify it? Um, abstract.
2: Okay, I'm abstract.
0: What do you like about um, you know? Artisanal products or locally made stuff? I mean, why is that something that you've built your career around?
2: It's all unique. I mean, we have a guy that has a Jack Daniels table in there right now that lifts up, and he did it all by hand, and it's got the Jack Daniels label on it, Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful. You can't buy it in the store.
0: Right. So you are just sort of providing a place for these local artists to be able to sell to the public.
2: Yes, and that way we have unique gifts if you ever need one.
0: Okay. Okay. Good. Well, let's get to the questions. Um, okay. so what I, I want to do, I'll ask you these questions. You know the drill. Uh, if you've listened before, um, you can answer in as much detail as you want. Uh I may offer some follow up questions, but uh let's let's go through these. Sounds good. So number one, what is your go to Amarillo coffee shop?
2: <laughs> well, it's two. It goes in between two. I go to the eight oh six a lot. Because um, you're on sixth street. I'm um, in the neighborhood. Sixth street local. Um, and I also do like Palace. Okay. It kind of switches um, because my parents live down here, so it's kind of easy, you know, drop off when I'm dropping off the kids, the dogs. Okay. So, Tell me about the
0: 806. What do you like about that? The
2: 806, the atmosphere. I also like that they have, you know, the different art shows in there and everything, and I've shown there a couple of times. It's just the feeling that you get when you walk in, it's almost like a cheers I mean, everybody knows your name. Hey, and they pretty much know what you want, you know, unless you switch a lot. But
0: There's a lot more happening at the 806 than at a typical coffee shop. I mean, it's not just coffee. It's not just people coming and hanging out. I mean, there's art shows. There's all kinds of
2: stuff. Right, and then live music.
0: When was the last time you visited Cadillac Ranch?
2: Uh, last year, um, we decorated it for Pride. Okay. So it was so last year about this was time. Was it a large
0: group? I mean, a, a bunch of people? or um,
2: It was about 15 to 20 of us. Okay. And then we'll do it again this year.
0: All right. Just rainbowed up the Cadillacs and right. everything. Okay. <laughs> when was the last time you wore cowboy boots?
2: Ooh. Um, I actually still have my pair of Anderson beans. And I haven't worn them in a year and a half, maybe maybe two years.
0: Was there a, a special occasion that, that you pulled the boots out for? Or?
2: Uh, No. It was actually just the, hey, I saw them in the closet. So you know what? Let's change these pair of jeans and let's wear them. Okay. <laughs>
0: What does this area have too much of?
2: Um, I would say that we probably have too many big box stores. Mm -hmm. Um, It seems like every corner you turn, you have something as a big box store. We don't have enough local. We have them spread around um, here and there, but I would like to see more local people in here.
0: What does this area not have enough of?
2: Well, the local people. (laughs) Um, It's just that... You know, with our cottage laws, um, if we we can't have salsa or something like that unless they have the permit. If we can have someone that has a permit and then they can open it up and say, hey, let's have the local people sell, you know, the things that we can't. Um, if a person wants to come in and sell cheesecakes in ours, mm-hmm. we can't. because so We have to have the permit. Okay. But if they sell um, honey, we're okay on that.
0: So it depends sort of on the industry. It depends on the product. Um why is there value in you know buying something that you could you could buy at walmart you can get honey at walmart you know why why is there a value in supporting local retailers local producers uh, at a smaller place like yours
2: well first of all i don't know where that came from if i buy it at walmart but i know where it came from in the farmers market and i can meet those people and eventually probably become friends with them so it's more of that meeting and You know, like the 806, walking in and it's being your cheers.
0: Mm -hmm. Supporting your community, knowing people, building relationships. What is your all-time favorite local restaurant?
2: Grills Gone Wild.
0: Did you (laughs) frequent that establishment um, before they moved into town? Like when it was out? When it was outside, yes. Okay. And then they have since in the past year or so moved in to the Western Bowl corner of that building. Have you been to it then in the new place? Yes. Has anything changed between one situation or the other?
2: Um, just a couple of the people have changed, but other than that, food's everything that it was meant to be out there and even better in town.
0: What do you like about it?
2: Oh, I love the breakfast.
0: Really? <laughs> I go in for breakfast. Do you get like the same thing every time or do you switch it up?
2: No, it's always good to switch it up. That way you can try what Jennifer's got going on new. So
0: what's what's your favorite <laughs> breakfast dish?
2: Ooh, um, I do have to say I love her biscuits and gravy. It's, it's different. It's not the run-of-the-mill that you can get, you know, every day at Cracker Barrel or something like that.
0: Uh, Another good opportunity to support a local business as opposed to some giant restaurant chain. (laughs) Uh, When you talk to people outside the area, and and obviously you've lived in multiple places, but how do you describe Amarillo to people who don't live here?
2: I would explain it as the best people all in one place. It's very diverse in its own way, but it's very tight-knit. I know that we have over 100,000 people. However, it doesn't matter. You can walk down the street and the six, gre- six degrees of separation, it happens here. Mm-hmm. I can know a person that knows you know, your brother or something like that. It's almost like you know everybody here. So it's a big, small town.
0: Anywhere you go, if there are enough people, I think it's surprising if you don't see somebody that you know in a city as big as this is. There's, there's always somebody that either you've met before or you recognize or, or whatever. Right. Final question. Uh, I, I want to get you to identify a team. Do you go to pack a or do you go to Toot and Totem? pack a Really? So why Pack-A-Sack?
2: pack all the way. We live um, over by the hospitals. So we go to the one on Jim Lake and literally we can be driving up and they already have it ready. They know our names. It's Christmas cards every year, um, whether it be this one or Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents go to that one too, and I'll drive up with that one, and they're like, "Okay, were we getting your parents too?"
0: Wow! So it's fun. Is that because you're so frequent of a customer that you have that experience, or is there something more about like the company culture that you can identify?
2: The company culture. I mean, I honestly think that they're nicer there. It's more of the "Hey, how are you today?" Mm-hmm. atmosphere than. Oh, you're just getting into pop. Okay. Okay. Sounds good.
0: So that's our eight straight questions. The last thing I like to do is to ask my guest to endorse something related to the area. So Stacey, what is something that you would want listeners to know about or experience that that maybe they're not familiar with?
2: I would like them to experience the art in a whole, whether it be the Sunset Galleries out mm-hmm. there, whether it be the 806, 7th Street Gallery, ours, or the R Gallery. Go see it. Go be part of it. It's
0: amazing. Is there a, a particular local artist that, that maybe you um, appreciate more than others, or you you just think the entire breadth of, of art in Amarillo is something worth experiencing?
2: I honestly think um, her name's Robin Barrett. Mm-hmm. She is a one-of-a-kind. Um, she had started um, just a year before showing, and she is unbelievably amazing to... Take something that you wouldn't normally see and put it on a canvas, Mm -hmm. and it's breathtaking every time.
0: How would you describe Robin Barrett's art?
2: Well, being one of a kind, but also it's an art that gets you to thinking. You can sit there and look at it, and the time will pass by, and you don't even know that it's passed by.
0: Is this something that people can find at at your gallery or elsewhere?
2: I have not gotten her yet. Okay. um, But... She shows around town. Uh, she shows at our gallery and a few other places.
0: Okay. Well, Stacey, Levon, thank you for being on Hey Amarillo. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. So if you live here, you already know that Amarillo is a great place to live and work and to grow. People love raising their families here, and our local high schools and colleges produce extremely talented people. But what if those graduates Don't stick around. What if they go away after they graduate? Or what if young workers aren't enticed to come to Amarillo? They never discover the quality of life here. They don't learn about the benefits of this community before taking a job, before applying for a job. For Amarillo to succeed, we need the unique talents and skills that our future workforce possesses. And it's that thinking that's behind a new workforce development strategy at the Amarillo Economic Development Corporation. The Amarillo EDC is focusing efforts to recruit and retain the best talent to our area, while also investing in our current student population to encourage them to get engaged with the local workforce. To do this, the EDC works with community organizations, school districts, colleges, to ensure that the local workforce is positioned for success. And that's why the Amarillo EDC is excited about the next generation of workers and is working to equip them to create innovative beneficial solutions to improve our community. You can learn more about these workforce development efforts by contacting Sabrina Mech. that's Sabrina, at AmarilloEDC.com, or by following the Amarillo EDC on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Jennifer Callahan, welcome to the Hey Amarillo podcast. I appreciate you being here. Thank you very much for having me. So I, I want to start by saying that I've known you for a long time. You were actually a preschool teacher for my son when he was between the ages of about Two and four or so?
3: Um, I believe we had Owen. He started in Miss Donna's class when he was three, right? Two or three? Two. I think two. Right. And then he went on up to me when he was about... Three and a half, four
0: on up until he was five. Okay. So you had him at peak cuteness. I did. And I, did. I guess every child is at peak cuteness at four. Uh, at yes, four.
3: definitely. And he's still quite adorable. Well, I have to you. say, he's I'll, he's a I'll precious let him know boy. Miss Jen still thinks he's cute. <laughs> I doubt he remembers me. They kind of. Purge those memories as they get older.
0: Well, we we still have photos that he looks at every once in oh, a while. Oh, that's um, neat. He and Ashlyn Good. are still friends.
3: Good. I had yeah. wondered if they would stay friends yeah. and end up like you and Amy. Well,
0: we don't know <laughs> if that will happen yet or not, but I guess it's a I, I'm rooting for him. Yeah. I'm rooting for him. All right. So before we get to the to the eighth straight, I want you to tell uh, listeners who you are and what you do. Okay. I am Jennifer Callahan. I'm the manager
3: of the credit card program at Amarillo National Bank. I've been with the bank for almost six years. I started in October of 2012 after re-enrolling at WT at age 38 to get my psychology slash child development degree. That occurred in 2009 after my husband passed away and at the tail end of when I was working for First Friends. Mm -hmm. And I would have stayed with First Friends. However, preschool teaching doesn't really pay the bills. I understand that. As much as I would have liked. So I went back and I got, that was um, actually a continuation of the theater degree that I got at Emerald College back in late 80s, early
0: 90s. So telling my age here, aren't I? Well... (laughs) I'm more interested in the fact that you have a theater degree and a psychology degree and a child development degree, mm-hmm. and you're working at a obviously a financial institution.
3: Yes that that was an interesting turn of events. I had I graduated and I began working at a counseling center, and I discovered very very quickly that counseling little bitties is not the same as teaching little bitties. Mm-hmm. And I would go home from work in the evenings either very, very upset, sad, depressed because of the conditions that these children were in or very, very angry with the parents who were allowing the children to be in these conditions. One day I came home and my second husband, Sean, and his father were sitting in the garage. We have a man cave in mm-hmm. our garage with a TV, stereo system, all nine yards. And they were sitting out there just visiting, and I kind of flopped down. I was. It was a depressive day that day. And my father-in-law turns, and you have to understand Stan. He uh, He's retired from Amarillo National now, but at the time he was still working there. And he turned to me, and he said, what the... Like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) And I said, I I think I really messed up in this. I'm not sure I'm cut out to actually counsel little kids because of my empathy and just not being able to separate life from them. Mm -hmm. And and I said, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do now. I've spent four years in school and I've gotten this degree, and I I love the kids, but I don't think I can do this for a living. And he just goes. Why don't you come work for me? And I thought for a minute, and I was like, I didn't know that was a possibility, but okay. Yeah. So I went and I applied and went through the whole process. And I told him very specifically, I don't want any sort of leg like, up. I want to apply. I want to interview. I want to do it on my own. I'm a grown woman. I don't want someone saying, here, have this. So that's what I did. I went in and I did the interview process. I had a couple of interviews in a couple of different departments. I interviewed with the gentleman who is currently my boss in the card center. And he and his operations manager, the three of us, just hit it right off. And I was working at the bank within a couple of weeks after that. Started out as a customer service rep and moved up to assistant to Matt Ray, who was at the time the credit card manager, and then about two years ago, they moved Matt, promoted him into a different management position, and promoted me into managing the credit
0: card department. And so, without you know getting too far, uh, you know too far into it, but tell me why it's unique that Amarillo National Bank has a credit card department like it does.
3: Amarillo National Bank's credit card department is the only locally owned locally serviced, locally decisioned, locally underwritten credit card program in the city. We're the only bank that offers that. Other banks offer credit cards, but they're usually decisioned and processed or, well, we process, we have to have a processor, but, you know, decisioned and underwritten or Serviced or something, they outsource besides just the processing. We do every single thing in house. You can call one number and talk to the same person every single time. If you have an issue with your credit card, you can send us an email and the email gets answered immediately. You don't have to wade through pick two for this or four for this, right. and now pick eight for this or nine for this, and now pick this for this, you know, the different levels of the nationwide companies that you t- typically have to mess with.
0: Well, let's, uh, let's get to our eight straight questions then. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you these. Your job as my guest is to answer them in whatever degree of detail you want to. I may ask a follow-up question, so be prepared for that. Okay. What's your all-time favorite Amarillo restaurant? Does it have to be locally owned? Not necessarily. If it's somewhere in this area, I will take that. Well, it
3: used to be. They're not open anymore, but Celia's, uh, Los Insurgentes, remember
2: them? I remember that.
3: Yeah. That used to be my all-time favorite, but then they closed, and Sean and I have recently discovered Rain Sushi. Love that place. That's, that's our sushi place Yeah, you know, when my yeah, wife and I go. It's our go-to because the service is phenomenal. The sushi is so fresh. You get huge portions rather than these teeny tiny little slivers of mm-hmm. sashimi. You get nice, big, thick slabs and that's what i prefer is the sashimi i don't like the wraps or anything like that i just want the the fish and it's located downtown it is polk it is paramount
0: building so it's a cool location
3: yes and it's close to work just within walking distance i can just walk over there and meet sean for dinner when i get off work we just like it it's great i
0: can co-sign to that one (laughs)
3: what's your go-to emerald coffee shop i gotta say roasters Love Roasters.
0: The original Amarillo coffee The
3: original, yes. Um, Lately,
0: I have been having more and more Palace, and I do really enjoy Palace as well. Do you find yourself going pretty frequently since there's Palace downtown, or is it just sort of occasionally that you'll go to Roasters or Palace? Typically, it's a
3: treat when my daughter and I are out shopping and running around. We'll stop by and we'll get a coffee, and it really just depends on who we're closest to. Okay. Uh, Sean makes amazing coffee. So I don't typically need to go to a coffee you can just shop. just go home. I just go home. All yes.
0: Right. What does this area have too much of? Ooh, wow. I don't know. I love this area.
3: This is my favorite place. So too much dust?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's reasonable.
3: I'd say dust. Um, the wind doesn't bother me. I've grown up here the heat doesn't bother me. I've grown up here. I love I love Amarillo, but I could do with less dust.
0: Even if you've got great windows and doors, mm-hmm. you'll mm-hmm. end up on certain days with mm-hmm. little sprays of dust inside. You. Yes.
3: Yes. Other than that, the people are great, the climate is great, getting around is great. Right now, obviously, the complaint of the year is the road construction. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we have to understand that we need that. It's necessary for the structure of our city okay. and the growth.
0: I'm going to go the opposite direction now. What does this area not have enough of? Winter. Okay.
3: It doesn't have enough winter. Now, it used to have some pretty good yes. winter. I feel like
0: we've lost a little bit of it. Yes.
3: I, I blame climate change Um, because when I was a kid, I can remember – we would have these big good snows where we could go sledding and inner tubing and mm-hmm. hook up the inner tube behind the pickup and go down the streets and we just don't get enough of that anymore. No. So we have to go out of state to get our winters these okay. days. What's your
0: favorite building in downtown Amarillo? Well, the Amarillo National Bank Plaza One. Plaza One. It's not Plaza Two though. Plaza 1. Plaza 1, that's where your office is?
3: That is where my office is, although now, Plaza, Plaza two, 2 is a little more show off than is. Plaza 1. It is. It's a little bit more upscale. It has the executive dining room, so that's that's a nice place to go. But in my home is Plaza 1.
0: Okay. What floor are you on?
3: 9. 9. All mm-hmm. right. So you've got a good view. I do. Right. I do. And my office faces west. So okay. I can you can see the, see the storms everything. rolling in I can. if
0: if we were to have some yes. eventually.
3: If I had a telescope I could probably see my mother's
0: house out in Indian Hills. <laughs> All right. We should try that. I, I should think. try it. Yes. What's your favorite kind of Texas Panhandle weather? Late fall.
3: When it's drizzly and cool and cloudy and it just you can smell people's fireplaces mm-hmm. when you step outside and sit out on the patio or sit out in the man cave that we have and just enjoy the the cool and the leaves falling. That's my
0: favorite. All right. When was the last time you visited Cadillac Ranch? <laughs> I have actually never visited Cadillac never, Ranch. Never? Not at never. all? Never. Never. Not even like somebody came in from out of town and they'd mm-hmm. heard about it and they wanted you to take them there?
3: No. Typically when I have out-of-town guests, they want me to take them to the canyon mm-hmm. and the Big Texan. I've honestly well, if we never have three out
0: there. top attractions, um, Cadillac Ranch would be the third one. It
3: would, it would, and it's it's crazy. I've lived here my entire life, and I've never once been out there.
0: You'll you'll have to do it sometime. I do. I, right? I should, especially now that you've told people you've never been there, <laughs> you're gonna get invited out. To I'm sure I will go yes. spray paint or something. I'm sure. Okay, I want you to identify yourself in a certain team: pack a Sack or Tootin Totem. Which one? You frequent most often. Well, toot and Totem is a
3: block away from our house, so toot and Totem.
0: Simply geography, mm-hmm. not because you prefer one convenience store to another.
3: No, I don't. I don't have a preference one way or the other. It's either what's closest, what's on my way to wherever I'm going,
0: or if one happens to be a little bit cheaper, with the gas prices.
3: I don't do gas. Sean does the all gas right. in the household, so that's all. So you on don't even him. have to worry about that. No,
0: <laughs> no, right. that's all on him. Okay, so that includes our eight straight questions. Um, Jennifer, I like to close by asking my guests to endorse something related to the local area. So what's something that you would want local people to know about or to experience?
3: Well, obviously, I have to plug my department. I want people to know there are many, many people In Amarillo, who are not aware that Amarillo National offers a credit card, we do offer consumer and corporate. We have corporations that are as small as two employees and as large as 400, and we can service all of those. So there's my shameless plug for my department. If you're looking for a credit card, you have lots and lots of choices out there, but no one can offer the personal, local service that amaryland national can
0: and i i can personally attest to this because you know amy and i have credit cards and debit cards and if we're traveling somewhere if we're going overseas or to mexico you know you have to go through a whole system and tell them you're going to be using your card somewhere else Mm -hmm. but with our cards from the bank like she has literally called and talked to you and said hey jennifer (laughs) we're going to be in mexico next week you say okay i'll write it down yeah It, it really is a personal phone call. It's that easy.
3: It, it is literally that easy. And yeah, when I see Amy pop up on caller ID, obviously I, I grab it as quick yeah. as I can. And a huge advantage I have is that I have lived here my entire life and I know everybody. <laughs> if you don't know me, it's only because we haven't met yet. And right. once we meet, we're friends instantly. And you will not find better service than Amarillo National Bank now. What was the next question? What was the second part of that question? That was it. That was What's it. What's your endorsement? My endorsement. Credit cards from Credit cards A&B? from A and B. Yes. If you don't have a bank account with A and B, give us a call. We'll get you set up. We'll get you debit cards. Like Jason said, you can call one local number. You can get all of your needs met without waiting through punching the numbers here, there, and everywhere.
0: Jennifer Callahan, thank you for being on Hey Marilla Podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And that concludes the episode, Eight Straight, Volume 2. I want to say thanks to Amarillo Economic Development Corporation for sponsoring the show, as they have for several episodes now. Uh, I want to say thanks to my guests, to Jason Burr of NCW Insurance. You can learn more about them at neely.com, N-E-E-L-Y.com. Uh, to Stacey Levon of Studio 3313. Look up her art studio and retail shop on Facebook. And also to Jennifer Callahan of Amarillo National Bank. You can find them at anb.com. Uh, find more about this podcast at heyamarello.com. Look us up on Twitter at heyamarello, on Facebook, on Instagram at hey podcast. Uh, dig into the archives, listen to past episodes if you're just now discovering it, and leave a review if you don't mind. That helps other people discover the show. Thank you for listening. My name is Jason Boyette, and I'll see you next week.